the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. years ago this song this music video debuted on a new network called MTV correct okay <laughs> okay I I didn't see that coming I <clears throat> I apologize I'm sitting here reading the <clears throat> excuse me I'm sitting here reading the 45 page indictment of Donald Trump and like since I'm a radio star quote unquote I'm like, Sam Lino's killing me here. Video killed the radio star, and that's all over. Well, um, folks, you could be switching around the dials to um, kind of find a, a talk show that could talk about the law. Well, I'm pretty much the man right here uh, on all of the networks. I don't need to bring in guests to talk about what happened in federal court because this is what I do on a day-in and day-out basis. Um, Donald Trump was indicted. I know you. everyone knows that by now. Everyone's phone popped up i have to give um a lawyer's website some credit it's called law 360 and they were the first one to hit um and in the world of media they hit a much earlier than everyone else including the times the wall street journal the new york post the daily news everyone else that the politico like they would maybe 10 15 minutes ahead of time which is a huge 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 lead so hats off to um Law 360. Um, yes, Donald Trump has been indicted yet again um, in a jurisdiction that is not friendly, unlike Florida, and in front of a judge who is not going to be friendly, unlike Florida. Um, let me pull up the the name of it, who appears to be the judge in federal court. They um, 
use judges' initials um, to so that you know which judge you're going to. And this is Judge Tanya S. Ch- Chutkin, C H U T K A N. And um, she was appointed in 2014. She's and the reason why I'm telling you about the judge because if this is in fact the judge who has this case. The judge has an enormous, in federal court, uh, the judge has an enormous role to play. In federal court, the judge plays a much bigger role than in state court. In state court, in the majority of cases, the state court judge is almost like a traffic cop, like keeping things moving, keeping things on track. Ultimately, if there's some motions that have to be decided, the judges play a role in that, but typically cases settle at that point. Um, in federal court, um, the judge, number one, has to approve a plea, which they do in state court, but the judges in federal court look at it a little more closely, but then they, they decide on what the sentence is, um, in any kind of a disposition, whether it's a plea or a trial. They also determine their calendar pretty strictly. Um, and what we did, what I did uh, pull up is this particular judge seemed to be someone who was looking to put anyone on January involved in January 6th um, in prison. So um, she is um, a judge who, if you're, you're President Trump, you're not exactly excited to have this, um, this particular judge on your case. So let's see. Sam Bolin is telling me that Jack Smith is about to deliver a statement any second. And if, um, if he comes on, let's, let's just carry it. Um, Matt, if you're you able it. to do that, um, I will say that it is not common besides the fact that he's the president of the United States, but it's not common for the department of justice to be charging an individual in several jurisdictions. So now he's charged in Florida. First he was charged in Florida. Then they upgraded the charges in Florida. They added uh, charges in Florida. Then he went, now he's in Washington, D.C. Now we're going to go probably to Georgia in the next couple of weeks. That's not typically how the Department of Justice works. They typically bundle things up, but they try to put things in one jurisdiction. Um, President Trump did uh, send out on his truth social, you know, saying if they weren't trying to interfere in this election, why didn't they pursue these charges two and a half years ago? And I have to say, there's a lot of truth to that statement. Um, Yes, the feds typically take their time. I explain this to clients all the time. They don't make it. They don't do it. try to obtain an indictment or make an arrest until they're really certain they're going to obtain a conviction. Unlike state crimes, unlike street crimes, right, where a person's pocketbook gets stolen and they call the police and they point out that person and they grab them right there and then, or they stole my car and you catch them in the stolen car. Or, you know, there's some sort of a robbery and someone's running down the street there's not a there's no time for investigation because you have to capture this person before they flee the jurisdiction or before they disappear but with the um feds they have so much 
they, they have so much technology to t- track you anywhere you go between your easy pass, your credit card, your ATM card, uh, obviously your cell phone, um, Google Maps. Like this, just they have just so many ways of knowing where you are and what you're doing. So they just let you hang out there. Now, obviously, if you're Donald Trump, they know you. They'll know where you are every second of the day. You're with the Secret Service, so they're in no rush. So what the feds would say is the reason why they took two and a half years is uh, they interviewed a thousand witnesses and they went over the law. They looked at all the videotapes. They had to listen to phone calls. They had to do all kinds of things to make sure they had all of the evidence that they needed to have to secure an indictment. Um, but it is, I mean, as objective as I could be, the timing here does smell a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it could have, it could have happened a, uh, a long time ago, in my opinion, doesn't take this long to come up with an indictment on things that were so public, right? This is, they're not looking for a needle in a haystack. They know what Donald Trump said, when he said it, to whom he said it. Okay. Yeah. It may take a little while to get those witnesses in, but if what he did was so egregious, there's no reason why an indictment could not have been filed at the very least a year ago, right? So this all happened in in uh, January of 2021, right? The very beginning of the year. Yeah, they could have, Department of Justice could have looked at it in <clears throat> January 2022, then August of 2022, that's a year and a half. That's plenty of time. <clears throat> so I will say, and, and to Donald Trump's, credit what he wrote out there saying this is prosecutorial misconduct um you could also call this what's called selective prosecution in a certain way and then the timeliness of it all um it's not a good day for the united states of america i don't think i don't care if you think donald trump is the horrible i don't think you think he's wonderful it, this is just this is so not good for our country um i can't describe it any more than that it's 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 a sad day for our government ronald reagan uh, and 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 FDR and, and you know all the great presidents must be rolling over in their graves seeing what's happening in our country right now. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to maybe break into the Jack Smith uh, press conference. I have Frank Sedio coming on to, to talk about what happened today with the indictment with uh, President Donald Trump. So don't go away. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Let's listen to uh, the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, at the podium. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability 
for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you. Why didn't you charge any of the other co-conspirators? And there, there we have... Uh... All right, so that was, that was kind of quick, easy, generic. Uh, really, he said absolutely nothing, except he... Uh, you know, look, he's trying to come off as being um, fair and balanced, pardon me for using a Fox term, by saying, you know, oh, he's not. He's only indicted, he's not convicted. So we're going to take a quick break, since that was really a lot of nothing, and we'll be right back with Frank Sedio. So, now that we're back, let's talk about our friends at Bay Ridge Honda, because summer is far from over, and Bay Ridge Honda is turning up the heat by saving you $1,500. Yes, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with us. We've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years, the Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their award-winning President's Award dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long and receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase then your next car with Bayridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from them, they'll buy your car from you. So visit them at Bayridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayridgeHonda.com. That's BayridgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This ends on August the 30th, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, I have to tell you about Relief Factor. What is the one principle that I stand by with anything that I promote? Does it work and does it not work? With Relief Factor, it works. I was an athlete, played college football, also was a police officer for several years, carrying around a bulletproof vest and a 20-pound gun belt that literally tore my back apart. But taking Relief Factor helped me relieve the pain, and I feel amazing. I decided to not take Relief Factor because I felt good. Then the pain came back, so I said I'm never not taking Relief Factor again. 100% drug-free solution to aches and pains. I want you to join me and over a half a million other people using Relief Factor. Get started today with your three-week quick starter, only $19.95. Quick starter is only $19.95. All you have to do is go to relieffactor.com, order now, or call 800 4 Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Again, ReliefFactor.com or call 800 for Relief. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. 
Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're healthy, we think, oh, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't need a health care proxy. We'll worry about that when we're older or become sick. And you know what, folks? Nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make these decisions, these choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. So how are you going to do that? Simple. You're going to call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These are lawyers who have been doing this for over 40 years. They've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. All right, so before we bring in Frank Setio, who's going to talk a little bit about what happened today, this is, I'm just going to read to you from the indictment real quick. Um, Shortly after Election Day, this is right out of the indictment, shortly after Election Day, the defendant also pursued unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. In so doing, the defendant perpetrated three criminal conspiracies. A, a conspiracy to defraud the United States by using dishonesty, fraud, and deceit to impair and obstruct and defeat the lawful federal government function by which the results of the presidential election are collected, counted, and certified by the federal government in violation of 18 U.S.C. 371. B, a conspiracy to corruptly obstruct and impede the January 6th congressional proceeding at which the collected results of the presidential election are counted and certified. Quote, the certification proceeding in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1512 subsection K. And then C, a conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's votes counted in violation of 18 U.S.C. 241. Let me bring in Frank Sedio, who, amongst all of his titles, probably above all, he's known as a great, great lawyer. Frank Sedio, what are your thoughts about uh, what happened just a couple of moments ago? This has become one of the most historical things that that have occurred in, in the in the country's history. For as a, a president of the United States to be indicted three different times on various charges all over the country, I, I'm not even sure how to speak about it. But the truth of the matter is, I think the terrible disgrace that we're facing this, and as much as the um, charges seem to be appear. It's certainly clear that uh, our president, our former president, has, is facing some significant opposition in, in the coming uh, months with regard to the court system. Yeah, I, I will tell you, Frank. Cases. I mean, just, just so people understand, uh, Frank said he was the former leader of the Democratic Party here in, in uh, Kings County and uh, is known. He was a Democratic assemblyman, et cetera. Um, but, you know, he, he calls it like he sees it. I'll tell you, Frank. What I do think Trump got right in his uh, what he put out earlier today around four o'clock on his truth social is that he said 
why did it take them to, if what I did was so bad, why did it take them two and a half years to indict me? They only did that to interfere with the election. And I have to say, knowing what I know about the feds and how they do things, I can't say he's uh, totally off base on that. What does Frank Setio have to say? Uh, I agree. I think, you know, there's been sitting there. Uh, my fear is that this be all being done for political purposes. And that would be uh, absolutely a, a dishonorable thing for the country and for our people. It, it should never have taken this long if they felt that these charges were necessary. And it, it appears to me that each one of these things uh, seem to be uh, a cause to uh, affect the election and the uh, candidates themselves. I mean, we're hearing day in and day out about different issues regarding Hunter Biden and President Biden, and yet nothing's occurred. And here we see a sitting president who has served the country, uh, now now indicted on three different occasions. There's got to be the scary part about this is it's so seems to be so partisan that it's affecting people's judgments with regard to whether or not this is a right, there there is a crime committed here or not. Uh, my personal opinion is that many of these charges will probably be dismissed or that he will win uh, in, in any kind of trial type period. But at the same time, the time period for these things will bring us right into the presidential election next year. And if that's not an interference with the election process, I don't know what is. It can be argued that it's more of an interference in the election process than the charges that Trump is charged with here interfering uh, with the election process, uh, you know, but what's interesting, Frank, is people kind of knew that this was coming and the New York Times did a poll. OK, not exactly a, a Trump friendly uh, newspaper. And in their poll, they basically have him going neck and neck with uh, President Biden. So it doesn't seem that these uh, criminal charges in Manhattan, in Florida, and, and everyone knew it was coming down in Washington, D.C. It doesn't seem like it's really swaying the electorate. I agree. I think the irony is that he gets more popular with his indictment. We're going to see what the polls look like this week on this. I'm not, I, I am not a Trump fan, but I certainly believe that there should be fair elections. And the candidates should be based on the qualifications that they have and not on all the stuff that's going on around them in, in, in these cases. This is absolutely it's insane to hear this all going on now when it could have occurred. If it had to occur, it could have occurred many, many years ago. Didn't have to yeah. happen now. Um, I mean, Frank, even, well, even the January 6th investigation in itself. Yeah, the one that the one that took place in Congress. I mean, here's here's my point, Frank. And, you know, this is what I do on a regular basis. Um, they know the feds knew who Donald Trump spoke with. They knew what he said publicly. They knew where to find the witnesses. All of these witnesses were cooperating. It, it, they could subpoena everyone's text messages and everyone's emails of what happened that day or the days leading up to it. It really would not take two and a half years to conclude this investigation. Um, and, you know, that that's what kind of makes me raise my eyebrows a little bit about this. I, I also don't think that this case is nearly as strong as the Florida case. What do you think, Frank? I agree. I think that the issues here are much clearer. They could have been addressed much, much sooner. We wouldn't have to stand here. We shouldn't let it appear that politics are at play here. There should be a fair circumstance to give. Remember, we're also innocent until proven guilty. 
and uh, you know that little fact that seems to get lost in this day and age when we deal with candidates for uh, for election or for anything for that matter, any public figure. It always seems to be that so the press and and many of the public figures seem to have an ability to condemn things before there's any truth that came out. Well, the um, I will tell you this that uh, when Jack Smith just spoke, I mean that was all about him, uh, you know saying everyone is innocent until they're proven guilty and this is just an indictment. I mean, that's really all he said. He didn't say anything else. I guess he's trying to come off as saying... Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, I was listening to it before he, uh, before coming on with you, and uh, I agree that he did say that. But, uh, you know, there's, it, it's, it's, to me, uh, an unfair circumstance uh, that these things are occurring around what's going to be in the next year, the selection of candidates for each party for president of the United States, and ultimately in about 15 months, the election of the next president of the United States. And and uh, I think when when uh, when time passes or when enough time passes, and some of these things prove to be mundane, or uh, certainly uh, not not the circumstances they're presenting, uh, that it's going to it's going to affect. It's going to be. An, I told you so, on the part of many people who are not necessarily Trump supporters but are supporters of a fair and just system uh, of our government. And I'm uh, hoping that that many of these things can be cleaned up and, and even dismissed before they occur. The, just, the, the Florida thing, you're 100% right. There's certainly much more to that than this kind of a case. And I just, I can't imagine why. Oh, we lost Frank for a second. Uh, Frank, I lost you for a second there. I just want to make sure everyone yeah. understands who who's on the line here because I I pride myself on just trying to play it down the middle. And you know, Frank Sedio one is is one and has been for decades now one of the leading Democratic leaders in this state, and yet you don't see him you know here bashing Donald Trump or you know praising this prosecution that it's the greatest thing since apple pie he's telling you it as a lawyer as a former judge as a former assemblyman you know uh, what you know as as he sees it and uh you know you can hear that frank sedio is not uh not thrilled about what took place today did i characterize that correctly sir i believe you didn't i can tell you i'm a middle of the road democrat i've been involved in the democratic party for literally almost 60 years and uh which is giving away my age, by the way. But the truth of the matter is that I find it very, very uh, disturbing that the kinds of things that have occurred that seem to be complete manipulation of the political system uh, in this day and age and and is going to hurt the country in the long run. This constant us against them, uh, hating people for their beliefs, uh, is permeating the political process right now. I find it really disturbing, and this is just added to that circumstance. So Scalia said something about that, about hating people because of their beliefs. He said something along the lines of, um, I don't I don't dislike people, I dislike ideas, and some very good people have some very bad ideas. Um, and, you know, we, we need to get, gonna get back to that part of our country or the part of our, our society where, okay, you disagree with people on some key political issues. You don't take them out of your life. And um, I think, Frank, because you've watched it happen, I'd have to say the 24-hour news cycle has really contributed to 
the all of the the, the separation and, and the animosity between the parties. Uh, I fully agree, and as a matter of fact, it's, it's, when when people can actually not shout over speakers because uh, they're presenting a different view when they're when they're acting in a way that's almost hateful to somebody's beliefs because they have a different way of looking at the party. I certainly think uh, that that's not good for the country, and it's just contributing to some of the great problems we have. Now, I heard something interesting today. It was one of the uh, one of the talk shows. Uh, somebody said something I thought that was really uh, correct. He said that um, the more conservative, middle of the road people in our country, Democratic or, or, or Republican, uh, see people who have different viewpoints as good people with some bad ideas. Those in the progressive left, particularly in, 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 in the Democratic Party, see people who have different views of them as bad people. And that's not what the country should be about. It should be about a chance to express our opinions, to agree to disagree when we don't have the same opinion, and to work together to find a real solution to things. In this case here, we now are looking at a presidential race that's going to be, I think, one of the uh, most difficult in, the, in our times. We have candidates on both sides that need to be uh, looked at carefully before we vote for them. And there's no question in my mind that Donald Trump will be the presidential candidate for the Republican Party and that Joe Biden will be the presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. And we'll have round two of that occurring. And the real question is going to be how what level of animosity is going to exist among the people who vote for each of those candidates or support them specifically. Wow. Well, I don't know, Frank. I don't know what it says about this country that when it was 300 million people and brilliant uh, business people and, and I, uh, legislators and, and, and lawyers and the fact that, you know, what this is what we got is, is Trump Biden. Once again, I, I don't I can't say that I, I find that that is the best of the best. Before I let you go, Frank, I have to tell you. My office here on 45th and 5th is literally one block away from the Roosevelt Hotel. And today when I was coming up, I uh, for the first time since they've been housing the migrants in the Roosevelt Hotel, I saw like crowds of people right in front of the hotel. And basically, it's at capacity. And Mayor Adams is, is saying that, you know, the system is, is coming to a, a collapse, the shelter system. Uh, you and I both know people inside City Hall and... As much as they're trying to deal with all the other issues in the city, uh, by far the migrant crisis is overwhelming them. Uh, I think it's more than almost 100,000 people who have arrived in the past year and a half. What does Frank Sedio have to say about what's going on here in New York with the migrant crisis? Arthur, the mayor is damned if he does and damned if he, damned if he don't. He's absolutely getting killed with, with uh, uh, this issue. It's hurt him politically. It's hurt him uh, among uh, average supporters uh, of his causes, and it's making it that much more difficult for him to run the city of New York. I admire him for the effort he's put into this, and I absolutely find it disgraceful that the federal government could allow us to spend $2 billion of New York money, $2 billion of New York taxpayers' money to deal with an issue that's a national crisis. And it's, it's I, I, for the life of me, I've talked to our elected officials about this, and the highest of levels, our United States senators, our, our Congress members, and they all can't 
understand why there's not an effort here to help New York City in solving this problem. Money isn't the only thing. We need resources as well. And unfortunately, the mayor doesn't control uh, the rules of this game. He just has to follow them. And as much as he wanted to try to change many of them, including this whole thing about uh, housing all of these people, uh, who I have great admiration for, by the way. You can walk 2,000 miles to get to this country. I'd love to be able to help you in some way stay here. But that's not what's happening. We're not getting the help. We're saying, here, it's a them on buses in Texas. And in fairness to the Texas uh, governor in that state, I mean, they're being overwhelmed. Could you imagine living in El Paso today? That might be right. Uh, or, or in the southern borders of uh, Texas for what they're facing. And we're just creating a small piece of it, and yet that's already 100,000 people. But here, let me just ask you this, Frank. I know know because I've seen with my own eyes your relationship with Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is, you know, he's, what is it, the top four most powerful people in the country? Um, And, you know, I know he, uh, you could say whatever you want about Chuck Schumer. I know he loves New York, okay? He was my congressman and whatever. And, uh, doesn't he have the power, the purse? To uh, can he walk into the White House? You got a Democratic president. Can he walk into the White House and say, "Hey, Mr. President, you know, you got to slide a billion dollars my way so I can take care of the city of New York, which is the the jewel of this country." And and I suspect, without getting in too deep into detail, that he's already done that more than once, and it's fallen on deaf ears. There, I'm just not sure what the Biden administration people are thinking, you know, or. How, how the message is getting across to the president. You know, he's got to know we got this issue. He's got to be aware of the circumstances. He's got to be aware. Well, is it, let me ask you this, Frank. Is it all politics? In other words, is it all politics that they know, hey, we're going to win New York. There's no way Donald Trump or any Republican is going to win New York. So why don't we give some love, that extra, that billion dollars to a a state that's, uh, you know, on the on the, the border, whether it's Ohio, Pennsylvania, yeah. Florida, or somewhere else where he could buy some yeah. love. The actual truth is they haven't given it to anybody. No, no, no state has received funding to assist with migrants in the, in the United States right now. And that's the perplexing problem is why. And that's the question I don't see the press asking uh, when they when they do have the press conferences that are held. Why are we not dealing with this with the financial resources necessary to make the problem a little bit more uh, amenable uh, to working? I mean, President's running, the mayor's right now running around still trying to find space for people. And people don't understand, we're getting 80, 90 people a day coming into New York uh, uh, with this whole process. They're talking about setting down. up tents, I think tents on Randall's Island. I mean, he's looking, he's, again, he's looking uh, everywhere. They, they didn't want to use. But what do you do? What do you do? I, I mean, it's, they're looking for every resource they can possibly get. And I understand when we deal with local neighborhoods, not wanting this to occur. There's a fear of that. But the mayor's got to do the right thing by the, by the law. And he's stuck with some of the rules he may not agree with. But he's willing to do the job that he has to do to serve as mayor. And I ask those of your listeners who may find him sometimes a little bit difficult. Truth of the matter is, I don't know how I would have handled all of the issues he's got to juggle every day. And I admire him for trying to get it done. And you know what? If he's a little bit of a wise guy once in a while, once in a while so what? What's wrong with that? Hey, he's from Brooklyn, right? He's a, he was the Brooklyn Borough president. He's supposed to be a little bit of a wise guy. Yeah. Uh, 
and that people forgot Ed Koch because Ed Koch was pretty much had the same kind of, uh, as we would say in Italian, the right resource to take people. And and, uh, and and we can't do better than the guy from Brooklyn. There you go. All right, Frank. I took up a, I, t- I took up a lot of your time today, but I really appreciate it because uh, you were supposed to come on anyway. You know, go ahead. You got a guy. You got a guy that you deal with very often on your radio station. Who I know from Canarsie his whole life. And the truth of the matter is, I don't. If the mayor gave people gold spoons, he would have problems that might be tossed, but they weren't clean before he gave them out. So it doesn't help. That he's not giving credit where credit is due. Uh, listen, I by all of the people, Frank. You you know how I play. I know you listen to this radio show quite often. You know how I play it. You know when I, look, I'm I am uh, I'm not a Donald Trump cheerleader, but when he gets done wrong, which I'm I'm questioning the January sixth, the, the timing of this indictment. You know, I have no problem saying it. You're the Democratic leader. You have no problem saying it. Um, and and when Eric Adams screws up, I say it. But for the most part. I'm cheering him on, and uh, and many people around me are cheering him on. Of course, there are people who, oh, he stinks, he's this, he's horrible, he's stupid, he's, you know, I don't think so. I think he's working his tail off, and he's doing the best that he can under the circumstances, and I think we should support him, not knock the guy down, but we live in a society where, you know, <laughs> knocking people down is the way to go. And that's why you're the quintessential New Yorker, Arthur. Ah, there we go. All right, Uncle Frank, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're basically co-hosting the show with me today, but it's an important day uh, in in the really in world history uh, because now you know the president of the United States, the former president of the United States, the immediate former president of the United States, the person who's probably going to be the nominee for the, for the Republican nomination for president of the United States now has three pending indictments, a state indictment, two federal indictments, and three different jurisdictions, and there's probably another one coming from Georgia. I mean, this is just a sad day for America. This is not the way we're supposed to be doing things here, and we should be better than this. Um, look, I, I'll call it like it is. The, the Florida case, I have some problems with for Donald Trump with that. We're going to take a quick break. I think we're going to combine the, the little break so that we have a nice long segment at the end. It'll just be me talking to you about all this legal stuff. This is what I do on a regular basis here at Idala Bertuna and Cam, and so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me, Dennis Prager, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. All right, let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. You know, a lot of people just graduated, a lot of students. They're still having some fun. They graduated in June, July just ended. But, you know, some people, they're floundering. You know, September's going to be here in four weeks. Labor Day, what do you do after Labor Day? If you know anyone who's kind of in that position where they don't know what 
to do next. You should really turn them on to Plaza College. They have many schools, but let's talk about their accelerated program in court reporting, which would allow them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without having to spend the four years and expense to go to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people should know about. I speak with the district attorney's offices and other law enforcement offices that are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With this national shortage of court reporters, the National Court Reporting Association partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and be complete and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. All right, let's talk about my friends at Hemp Leaf. They have the cutting edge products in healthcare, in skincare. Their shea butter based cream, their whipped shea butter creams are what's going to leave your skin feeling hydrated and looking youthful. They, um, their ingredients have essential oils to bring you comfort and relief, hence Hemp Leaf. And um, I will tell you this. Their liquid black soap, it glides on, leaving your skin feel soft, crisp, and clean. All of these natural botanical products are manufactured in their Long Island, New York facility. They're all vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. So you do the soap, and then you do the shea butter. And those of you who work out, like Johnny B. Shesposito here, you use the icy pot on your muscles. The ladies use the heel ixer. Get it heel like you're on your foot. H-E-E-L-I-X-I-R. And um, that brings all some some blood down there and, and heals up your feet. And remember, at Hemp Leaf, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in your body. So visit them at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.h-e-m-p-l-i-e-f.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or state law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970 
the answer and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570, The Mission. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined a life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. And Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Ethoslife.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Straits, Money for Nothing. Today in 1987, MTV Europe was launched. And this was the first video played. And the line in here, which Mark Knopfler wrote, and he sings it alongside Sting, is, I want my MTV, which had started in New York or in America, where Sam Bolin led off the show um, with Video Kill the Radio Show star, which was, I believe... Um, 1981. Nine, thank you very much. There we go. Um, Sam Bowen, before I talk about the law, I, apparently I owe you an apology. For uh, Well, one of our regular listeners, Mr. Bitter, um, I don't know, I, apparently I made a little comment about your weight, I think, last week. And, oh, uh, yeah, he, I recall. He, yeah, he thought that was very inappropriate. And, and That's all right. Next apologize. time it happens, I just turn your mic off, you know, remind yeah, well, you, her you, that you, uh, you do have doesn't happen without me. I know. So I got in trouble once when I, we did the Grand Central Remote for giving Joan a hard time. And I, apparently I was too hard on her then. And then apparently now I got in trouble for, for not being Maybe nice to you. Maybe we should call so. you Mr. Bitter. Uh, no, 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 no. That, that you, can't, you can't give up the Mr. Bitter name. Um, let me just tell you real quick about the, these, these indictments, okay? The Florida indictment is in my opinion, a little easier to prove than um, the, uh, the, the the indictment here in Washington, D.C. Because it's, there's, it's just a simpler premise. Like here it's like conspiracies to thwart a government, uh, you know, election and to get in the way and et cetera. Um, it, the one in Florida is kind of simple. It's... We asked you to turn over things. You turned over some things and you said they were everything. And then when we got a search warrant to go in there, 
it wasn't it was far from everything and it wasn't like it was one little like laptop that was you forgot was hidden in some closet and you didn't know it was there these were boxes and boxes they have photographs of them in in bathrooms and in in ballrooms now i understand donald trump is not floating around mar-a-lago looking in every room but he's supposed to have his people quote-unquote his people do that and um they didn't and so that's a little bit you know when you lie like that that's what martha stewart went to jail for she didn't go to jail for insider trading she went to jail for lying about insider trading and again, I'm not saying Martha. I'm not saying Martha Stewart and Donald Trump are the same thing, and I'm not saying Donald Trump is going to jail. But I, if Donald Trump was in my office, not as president of the United States, as John Doe, but he had the same charges against him, which is, hey, we subpoenaed you. You said we said that you had things that the government wanted, and we asked you for them, and you said we've I've given you everything, but. We then find out whether we had a cooperating witness or some sort of reason to convince a judge to execute a search warrant on the former president of the United States home. Let me tell you something, folks. I don't think any judge is going to take that very lightly, right? You're going to go execute a search warrant on the president of the United States home. That judge had to be convinced that there was stuff in there that that shouldn't have been there any longer because if you complied to the subpoena you would have turned everything over so there had to be some strong evidence to the presented to the judge probable cause that allowed them to go into the house and then when they went into the mar-a-lago house it seems like from the evidence that's been presented so far in florida those those there was a lot of stuff that was not turned over and you know, you may say, oh, it's a, it's a nonviolent crime. Well, almost all the crimes I handle in, in federal court are nonviolent, okay? You know, only like the gang-related ones and the organized crime-related ones. But almost every case I have in federal court has to do with money. Almost all of it has to do with money and sometimes drugs. Um, the violence is in the state court. That's where you have homicides and robberies and rapes and kidnappings. Um, that's that's the, the the state court, not the federal court. Um, in federal court, it's typically these white collar stuff. So people who are going away for a long time in jail, it's typically it has nothing to do with guns and knives and murder and violence. So the fact that well, all Donald Trump did was withhold materials from the government when they asked for them, that's still a crime. It's a problem. And if his name was John Doe and he came into my office and I said, "Listen, you're a father, you're a grandfather, you're a businessman." I'm just telling you what the stats are. The stats are that 90-some-odd percent of these cases plead out. And of that 90%, a large percent of those people go to jail for a while. So I'm not telling you this is going to happen to you. I'm just telling you if you want to be prepared and you want to play statistics, those are the statistics. Now, I know that this is a, a, a total outlier. And you're talking about the former president of the United States and not just any president of the United States. You're talking about Donald Trump, who said things on the campaign trail about women's private parts, about Megyn Kelly's menstrual cycle, about um, John McCain not being a hero. All things that I think would have sidelined and derailed any, any person running for president of the United States, not only didn't it derail Donald Trump, he became the president of the United States and served for four years. But that Florida case, 
is a real case and a scenario that could play out. It's on for trial May 24th. Let's say the trial takes get gets you into June. Hypothetically, even though it's in Florida and it should be a, 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 a friendly venue for him, if the evidence is there, if the photographs are there that these boxes are in plain sight in an area that maybe Donald Trump himself walked through, but anyone who's trying to comply to those subpoenas should have seen those things, um, a jury can convict him. So now he gets convicted, let's say, June 15th, hypothetically. In, in almost every federal case, I think by statute, you got to give the Department of Probation, I think, at least 120 days. Maybe it's 90 days, but I think it's 120 days to write the probation report. So now you're at July, August, September, October. I can see a judge saying, okay, Donald Trump has been convicted, but he's already the nominee for the Republican Party. I'm going to allow him to run for president of the United States and come back here November 15th for sentencing. He runs against Biden, hypothetically, and he wins. And now the judge has to sentence the president-elect. Could you imagine what this country is going to be like? Let's say he's convicted of a, like a real crime where anyone else would go to jail. What is she supposed to do, the judge in Florida? Say, well, it's Donald Trump. He's the president-elect. I'm not going to send him to jail. Or does she say, okay, I'm going to send you to jail in four years when you're 82 years old and your presidency is over and... If it's 20 days jail, 30 days jail, I don't know. What's this country going to look like to the rest of the world? To us? Oh, here's the, the, pres- here's the president who just got sentenced to jail. I mean, I shake my head. This is crazy. I don't know enough yet about the, the, the case in Washington. And now we're going to have a case in Georgia. Wow. I, you know, and and the poll, the New York Times poll that comes out today has him crushing everyone in the Republican Party at this point. Now it's still early yet, but he's crushing them. It's not even close, and have him neck to neck with Biden. And again, so many things could happen at this point in the election. Uh, George H. W. Bush's approval rating was like ninety-two percent. Actually, that was in January of the year that he lost. He, I think to date he has the highest approval rating of any president in the United States, um, and he wound up losing that election. So who knows what's going to happen. But these are scary time, folks. I am taking three days off, and Joan will be here. I don't know, Sibelia will be here. Sabalino will be here. You guys will have a great three days, and I will see you on Monday. I'm just going to be with my family staying here in, in, in the, on the East Coast. So have a great three days. I'll see you when I get back. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.